0: at times I'm overwhelmed by the outpouring of love that you all have sh- continued to show us and in the spirit of that uh, I want to show my love for our crew members so I wish to name all of them but today given that we don't have the luxury of time I just want to mention a few names uh, I want to thank Jenny Choi Logan Laskazowski, Connor Mutter and all of our production uh, assistants. Our... Thank you. Uh, Our boom operator, Kirby Sice. I've done this job before, it's not easy. Uh, Our stunt coordinator, Tim Ulick. Our action team, Marshall Club, Uh, Andy and Brian Lay. Daniel Ma, who's getting married today, so congratulations. Uh, And D-Y. Uh, I've been on a team like this before, so I know how important their work is. Uh, Our part master, Josh Bramer, who without, we wouldn't have all those fun toys and the fanny pack. Uh, And of course, how can I forget the most beautiful translator and Chinese dialogue coach in the world, who I get to go home with every night? Uh, My wife, Echo, I love you.
1: Hill, you listen to hobo radio i hope
2: you guys have hobo stab insurance and now the citizen kane of podcasters joel murphy and lars periwinkle hello again i'm joel murphy this is hobo radio and with me as always lars periwinkle how's it going
1: it's going good i have um uh drank half a can of polish beer and replaced the other half of that polish beer with potato vodka so that can only mean that we also have with us our favorite guest Molly Regan
3: Thank you for uh, representing both sides of uh, my alcoholic heritage.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed, and I will, in, in good Polish tradition, somehow not get drunk off of this. I don't know. I don't know
2: how those people live. That also sounded like a really like <laughs> fucked up Senka commercial, where you're like, we've replaced half of this <laughs> with, with potato vodka. Let's see if Lars notices. <laughs> I noticed. Didn't care. <laughs> Lars never has a second bottle at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. (laughs) But yes, it is our big Oscar spectacular, which we could not do uh, without Molly Regan. And we could not do without our big Oscar theme song. So let's all get in the headspace. Let's listen to the classic Academy Award music. I I hate it.
3: composed by um academy award uh, winner john williams
1: yeah it's some of his best work. you knew you knew it was him because it's trumpet heavy yeah he yeah, loves yeah. His horns baby he loves them it's so grand <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really takes you there i knew it was coming and i was still angry when it happened <laughs> you
2: were visibly angry <laughs> By the way, do you think that John Williams, he screens Spielberg's calls at this point, right? Like, is it just, I like to picture it that he's just like, I want to retire. (laughs) I did it.
1: I, you know what? I actually think that he has already composed music for Spielberg's next five movies and (laughs) like, he doesn't even know what they are yet. He's just, I just, I just get him at this point. Oh, here's the whimsical scene. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. Just tell me the genre I
2: don't know. oh it's a love letter to movies okay got it
1: <laughs> got it where does it take place where does it take place oh asia which part northern okay minor key done
2: oh is there a precarious child okay a precarious, Pre- precarious. Yeah, just
3: hanging off the edge of a cliff <laughs> i
2: mean look i meant precocious but in my defense there's a lot of precarious children in yeah, spielberg movies that's fair <laughs> that that
1: is fair that is fair oh does the kid have daddy issues well, then you're obviously Tim Burton, sir, and I
2: don't compose for you. Call Danny Elfman. <laughs> do you think, by the now we're getting into it, and we're going to talk about the Fablemans, obviously, but, like, do you think of all his movies with all of his daddy issues, it feels like casting Paul Dano to play his dad is the meanest thing that he's done. Dang. <laughs> I mean, I love Paul Dano, but it's like if you've watched his entire filmography and you're like, that dude's my dad. Like that feels mean.
1: If I if I was a dad, which I'm pretty sure I'm not, that would fuck me up.
2: Yeah, like that. That's how you see me. That's how you see me. Okay, oh, fuck. All right, Stephen. But like, <sighs> wh- who's who's the guy that your mom's gonna have an affair with? It's got to be like, is it The Rock? Is it? Does she have an affair with The Rock? Nah, Dad. It's Seth Rogen.
3: <laughs> what, what does he have?
2: <laughs> Seth Rogen
1: cucks you. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen cucks you and then calls you and goes
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: also I guess spoilers for the movies. oh no
1: <laughs> you don't you don't you can skip it
2: also I feel like that that would have made me want to see the movie more than any preview that I saw for it if you if that was how it was sold <laughs> watch, watch Seth Rogen cuck Paul Dano <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just like describe a movie badly <laughs>
1: I would be my um, um, you know what G- uh, given my lifestyle my my first question would be uh, who's the lady <laughs> I mean when we'll- the answer should just be no it would be who's the lady it's Michelle
2: Williams so on that front and yeah,
3: <laughs> it's nice because she left Seth Rogan in Take This Waltz, but now it's come full circle. Yeah, and she's reunited with him. Which oh. is why
2: my new film argument is: that this is a prequel to Take This Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> Those are different movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So I guess we're in it. I, w- I was going to, you know, we was going to build up more. Yeah, but how now. do you
1: want to do – do you want to yeah. do this the, the boring way? We would just go category by category or you just want to like – you just want like, to scattershot this thing?
2: Well, I figure maybe if we go through the 10 Best Picture nominees, that will cover a lot of ground and perfect, then – Perfect, perfect. Uh, but I do – there is one thing if I can just set this up because I think it's always important before we really get into our opinions to make it clear – That these are our opinions. We're just people talking about movies, and that's why I really think that uh, the puppet hacker T Dog from the BBC talk show is really going to set that up beautifully. And so he, this is just a little preface to get everyone in the right headspace. And Lars, you haven't seen this, so I'm just going to go ahead and like so you can see this clip.
3: Mm -hmm. All right, we're just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? We're just innocent men.
2: Yeah. Where does normal men?
1: I've seen that clip and I didn't understand the context. That's the I context. Still don't understand the context. No, that's
2: the context. I okay. I went what down. What is a... the context? The context is that it's a children's show and the puppet said that. you know uh, okay
1: some things just just are i suppose and
3: i just face value and also if that's
2: the first time that you're hearing it i highly recommend searching for it because the audio is beautiful but you really have to see that puppet's face inches (laughs) away from the woman's face as he says it it's really good stuff it
1: it is good stuff i laughed when i saw it out of context and now that i have the context i guess
2: it's better again to be clear the context is is a weird thing he said
3: also joel i I like your assumption that lars hasn't seen a clip from a british tv show
2: oh that's true you probably watched it live i don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I watch all hacker T hounds i don't know
2: i don't know what the thing was (laughs) I've already forgotten and I don't have the page pulled up. It was definitely hacker. Something, something.
1: (laughs) If, if James Acaster or Lily Adafope had said it, definitely, definitely would have watched it live. Or
2: if he had said it on the Graham Norton show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know. I don't watch it anymore. It got too big for its britches. It's just a talk shows are not good anymore. Oh, this is literally the
2: tea. It's British. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. What do we got, Molly? What's, oh yeah. right,
3: okay. So uh, the oh. first best picture nominee mm-hmm. is uh, "Holy Original." All quiet on the Western Front.
2: All quiet on the Western Front.
1: Didn't we used talk to about, be yeah, loud.
3: I, now it's quiet.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I also I should should say that um, um, other friend of the show and friend of me and person who foolishly married me, um, uh, Julia. Uh, could not be on the show but she has only for the best picture nominees has sent she wrote down a quote for all of them just cuz she knew we were talking about them and we were kind of like uh voicing our opinions a bit perfect great um i don't know if you want to hear from her first or Let's last do it. or somewhere
2: in the middle it's, I mean, unless you have a strong opinion because you know what the quotes are, but if you want to just start with it, I'm good with it. I don't
1: know what they are. I'm opening them oh, okay. for the first time. So right. what's this one? You, it's all, weird, you all, have, an envelope. Front. You have an envelope. You have an envelope. Yeah. Here we go. All's quiet on the Western Front. From Julia. I did not see this movie.
2: I think we're all in the right headspace for this. I think that's what's good about it. That's good. That's good. Okay. Uh, Well, I saw this movie.
3: I did not see this movie. Did it, Lars?
1: Cool. Yes. Yes. I saw this movie. I saw this movie that all the filmmakers made. You know, all the filmmakers who say there are no original ideas in Hollywood anymore and Uh then suck this movie's
2: dick? Yeah, I watched this thing. It's funny, right? Yeah, because... They make a Marvel movie and everybody loses their mind. But if you remake the movie based on the book that we all had to read as kids, somehow that's an original idea. The book that's
1: that's over 110 years old, I think, at this point.
2: Yeah. Or if you make another uh, um, uh, Star is Born, that's fine. You can make four of those. We need four of those.
1: Oh, most definitely. And the same thing should happen in all of them. Anyway i i don't have a lot to say about this movie other than it was very good it's a good story that was acted and produced very
2: well yeah i i think we talked about it a little bit last week i believe but uh we did that off the air last week I oh think. okay i can't remember yeah. what we but no, yeah right. we we talked about it you and i but yeah it's it's beautifully shot it's really well done if you have never seen any other version of it or read the book it's a good way to learn that so like i liked it but it also just felt like the war movie this year you know like it it doesn't feel like it's memorable enough that i'm gonna remember it a few years from now but it was beautifully shot it was beautifully acted it was good it was moving but it's kind of forgettable
1: uh yeah yeah that's and it's um it's a story about it's a war that doesn't get made into a lot of A lot of stories, period, but also definitely it doesn't get made into a lot of movies. You know, the Second World War gets all the attention, but um, a a lot of terrible things happened. And there's a lot of compelling stories about people who sacrificed a lot in the name of stopping fascism from covering the world. I'm Um, just going to say it.
2: War is hell.
1: That's we should quote him.
2: Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there.
1: Um. So yeah, sure. I I wish there was another story to tell, but apparently this is the only one you tell
2: about that particular war. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that's honestly a really good point. There, we've certainly covered all of World War II. There's nothing left to the point where we're just making shit up now about it. (laughs) But World War One, I think you're right. There probably is more to tell. But yet, when they do it, they still just tell the thing we've already told about World War One. Yep.
1: That's not to say that Ernest Hemingway wasn't an above-average writer
2: that guy was pretty good pretty good yeah i like the short sentences That was nice
1: yeah he doesn't use those five dollar words like a one mr faulkner <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right so i have a question uh-huh. sound design quiet or loud it's the western front so it's quiet <laughs> <laughs> it's a war movie I would quiet say it's loud. some.
2: Sometimes it's quiet and sometimes it's loud. I think
3: I want to know they they're selling well, this idea. Well, no, but they there, deliver.
2: No, there is a point though where for people who haven't seen it, that guy who played Baron Zemo in uh, yeah, like all the Marvel movie, he looks right into the camera. And he Bull, goes, yeah, yeah, he goes, hey guys, I just got an update. It's all quiet in the Western Front, and then they uh, they play that uh, CSI music. I, I remember. Take the sunglasses I remember. Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks, yeah. he, he looks,
1: he looks towards the West and sees the front and says, it says, pardon me, fellows. Could you keep it down a little bit?
2: <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, yeah! Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Good. I might watch this movie now. Yeah. Just she, watch it. See
1: if Well, I got to I got to warn you, though. I got to warn you, though, Molly. You got to read it. I know it's hard to read things when you're also trying to watch stuff, but they make you
2: read it. (laughs) That was the thing. They made the people speak the language that they spoke and not not English for all of us. In America? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the crazy part. America, barely in the movie.
3: It's a world war.
2: I don't even actually think you see any Americans. I think there's just like vaguely referenced.
1: I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you kind of see people on the other side wearing khaki,
2: and you're supposed to assume that's them. Yeah, there's a couple of them like in fanny packs that are being bad tourists, and wait, I'm like, those are the Americans.
3: Wait, you're <laughs> telling me in this world war, yeah, America uh-huh. was barely featured.
2: Yeah,
1: barely. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they we had to come in kind of late and save
2: the day. That's actually why it was so quiet on the Western Front, because we hadn't shown up yet.
3: Oh, uh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we show up, you just hear, like, fucking Miley Cyrus. Fucking <laughs> just <laughs> Highway to Hell. Just yeah. blasting.
2: <laughs> uh, my favorite Miley Cyrus song, Highway to Hell.
1: That's <laughs> a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I is was thinking Party cover? in the USA, but <laughs> Highway to Hell is pretty good by that awesome American band. Yeah. <laughs> All valid points.
3: <laughs> those classic American schoolboy shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you no, know, you know how we always, all
1: we always had to wear those schoolboy shorts. It, that's how you, you and I met in school. We were wearing. Those we did shorts. because we walked up to it because we're both tall boys and we yeah. walked up to each other and was like, "Hey, your balls are hanging out." And you were like, "Yeah, your balls are hanging out too." And, all and, then, that, and, and all then we were well. like, "Do we just become best friends?" <laughs>
2: we're best friends,
1: but let's put our balls away. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then we're like, "These are so itchy." <laughs> all right so that's all quiet on the western front we did it. it's not gonna win anything it might you win like it'll win nothing it might win like sound design or something but it's okay. it's not winning any of the like quote-unquote prestigious awards like the right real on. ones that they care about
1: <laughs> it's the truth yeah. That's the truth. It'll yeah. win. It'll win one of the science fiction awards.
2: Yeah, it'll win one of the ones that they're like. I guess we should give this something. And then, yeah, but none yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah.
1: forget the Academy Award-winning picture, uh, "The Suicide Squad." The best one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> did yeah. it win for makeup? Wasn't that what yeah, It won win? for win makeup. makeup. Yeah.
1: Oh, excuse me. I think Suicide Squad won. The Suicide Squad Squad did not win.
2: Yeah, which is why like. it's objectively the better of the two. Bu Yeah. All right. What do we got?
3: Oh. The next one we have is "Avatar: The Way of Water."
2: Oh, all right. What's okay. Julia got? Here we go.
1: Avatar: the Way of Water. I did not see this movie.. <laughs> That's what she had to say. God damn.
2: I wasn't going to do it again, but then she said the same thing. So, I mean. <laughs> okay. Um, I. I. Look, for the purposes of any um, people who um, are, are listening to this, who might be in some sort of official capacity, uh, I paid to see this movie in full. I definitely. I went to a movie theater. And I paid money for a ticket to see it. That's what. I, that's how I saw it. The preferred way, obviously in 3D. I would never uh, download this from the internet because I didn't care enough about seeing it just to complete my. Jesus. Movies. Well, I'm glad you did, man, because they needed your your ticket. That's what I figured. I figured James Cameron needed the money, so I paid to see it. I was, I did not
1: see this movie. I was not interested in seeing this movie. I didn't see the first movie because all I heard from people was it looks great, but it's boring and I don't like boring movies. So I didn't see that one either. I don't have an opinion other than then I don't have th- the, the. I guess these movies. Now I have to say these movies hold no interest for me. I don't care.
2: Yeah. I think the only thing I really want to say about it is I loved that the story that Edie Falco Thought that the movie came out and did poorly because she filmed her part so long ago and never yeah. heard anything about it. That she was just like, oh, it must have come out and flopped. So
1: I love, I love it when people from New Jersey become famous.
2: <laughs> like
1: when, when, when they become artists and successful yeah. artists. Um, especially after they've been famous and successful for a long time. God, does it warm my heart because they don't give a fuck. R.I.P. Ray Liotta never gave a fuck that he was rich and
2: famous. Yeah, which we'll talk about him a lot next year when Cocaine Bear is nominated. God,
1: Ray Liotta has has three more movies coming out this year.
2: That is wild. And He
1: he died early last
2: year. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he worked. All right. I think that that covers Avatar, right? That I covers mean, Avatar, I do believe. I
1: yeah. will
3: only say I refused to, to see the first one because that level of like 3D gives me migraines. Oh, fair I enough. Said fair fuck enough, that. And then when the second one was coming coming out, and we were talking about trying to see all the Academy Award Best Picture nominees, as we tried to do, well, as we do every year. But sure. I just couldn't do it this year. But when Avatar got nominated, I straight up looked at Joel and I was like. I will not see this movie. Just fuck that. That is not happening.
1: Was it Was it because of the 3D again or because you eventually saw the first one and didn't care for
3: it? I didn't see the first one and then I okay. was just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not seeing the stupid fucking movie. Oh,
1: uh, okay, okay. We're hand-holding buddies then. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, we, we haven't Joel... seen... We're th- we might be the only two.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because Joel was like, well, we can watch it here. Like, we could do this. I was like, no. No, it's been long enough. I'm not seeing the stupid fucking movie. Like, you I, can I watch it, it on your I own. I love it
1: how you're like... Joel could say, hey, uh, I'm going to take you to the movies. We'll go see this movie. You know, I'm I'm buying. Let's go. Get in the car. I'm driving. I'm buying. Maybe we'll get a bite to eat afterwards. And you're like, see in a few hours, sucker. (laughs) Not happening.
2: I do feel like, I mean, and again, the people that love this movie maybe can explain it to us. But I feel like if it was an hour and 30 minutes, I would be way more charitable to the Avatar Mm. movies. The fact that they're three hours just feels antagonistic.
1: Yeah, they 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 really do sort of give you a homework assignment.
2: Cuz I watch I, in, I, I mean I, I literally have a what? podcast where I watch bad movies. I would watch any 90 minute terrible movie. I don't, I'll watch
1: any 90 minute terrible movie. Do you yeah. know how many like fucking uh B minus Will Farrell movies I've seen. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah. You laugh a couple times and you're done in 90 minutes. I'll yeah, watch you-
2: every single one of them, motherfuckers. You do a 90-minute avatar movie, which is about how much story you have yeah. <laughs> in these <laughs> anyway. I I yeah, I'd gladly go see it. But it's like, do I really want to go spend three hours watching
3: this? Yeah. So much shitty campy no. horror in 90 minutes. Amazing. Like
1: but oh yeah, totally. To just, a lo- low budget, get out of here. Yeah, all day yeah. long.
3: Yeah, but three hours, well, li- three li- hours ask... for for like really great storytelling is still a lot to ask of people.
1: Yes, it really is. Nanos especially... better have
2: Infinity Stones. If I'm spending three hours, that's what I'm
1: saying. You better yeah. have some. You have you better have a lot of ground to cover. You yeah. better have like I don't know, like twelve movies worth of ground to cover.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, Bane um, better break Batman's back, and then Batman better get sent to Pina Dura to recover, and then come back to Gotham to save it in the end. Yes, it's I, you want hours. that
1: to happen in every movie, don't you?
2: I, I really kind of do. I <laughs> oh, mean, geez.
1: You just
3: kind of sneak it in.
2: Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> now the obligatory... <laughs> What um, if Bane just showed up in random movies and broke that, people's back? Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Like, you just never knew it. It was like, it's like the money in the bank in the WWE. <laughs> just all of a sudden, you're like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God, it's Bane. That's gotta be Bane.
1: I, uh, it was probably because of our pre-show discussion, but all I could picture was Will Smith going, uh, tell the truth. And then Bane shows up and goes, you will tell the truth. <laughs> People would no have God. concussions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah. And I would so do give guys... concussions to you, the uh, people. <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't personally know anyone who says like they uh, 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 who really like the Avatar movies. But no. do you think and maybe you can speak to it because maybe you know someone, is it because that they love the Avatar movies or they're just kind of like they're fascinated with the Avatar world.
2: I think that there's something in the way that James Cameron colors the movies and shoots them that is comparable to taking LSD. That's what Ooh. I'm convinced. Like, you watch that's, it in 3D. That's way
1: more interesting than my theory of it's a kink and every everyone watches those movies to get off.
2: You know what? You're right. And I'm oh, wrong. Oh, my bad. Oh. My bad. But I do think, yeah, it's there's something. Because it, it's not on the screen. And I think maybe, like, our brains aren't wired the correct way. But I think people see the blue avatar people and they have some sort of chemical or sexual response mm. to the people oh. in the world.
3: Wow. You guys are going way more interesting with it. I think it's a simple Emperor's New Clothes phenomenon.
1: Yeah. So just... Everyone says it's good so everyone convinces themselves it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Well, it costs yeah. a lot you of money and James Cameron right. is, uh, he's the guy who made Terminator so it's gotta be good. But it is weird. Like, I think that
2: is the strangest thing about Avatar is it has to be the most successful franchise that I've never heard anyone excitedly talk about. That its it makes so much money mm-hmm. and is... You know, hugely successful and and seemingly popular, but it it never has cultural value, like cachet. It's never brought up, like it's just no. It doesn't yeah. even
1: it doesn't even show up like um in memes. You yeah. know, memes, the lowest form of culture. I don't even think that are there pops toys up everywhere.
2: It doesn't show up. Are there are there action figures? Can you buy Avatar figures? I don't think I like. Are there shirts? Like, like are there the, crappy video games?
1: The yeah. greatest
3: thing Avatar ever gave us was the ryan gosling snl sketch
2: yes
1: the yeah.
3: papyrus sketch that yeah. is what it contributed to the culture
2: yeah lars you look confused you should i
1: don't see- reg- I, I i look confused because i i'm trying to recall this because oh, it sounds so oh, familiar Lars, i oh. do not recall I yeah do not recall.
3: you have to see this because there has never been a greater depiction of joel's <laughs> Existential crisis. Yeah, it's, like,
2: oh. it's, it's essentially <gasps> Ryan Gosling losing Hard it because down. of the font choice in uh, the Avatar poster. Oh, yeah, yeah that
1: that sounds way more familiar. Yeah. It's but very good. If
3: anyone yeah. will appreciate Ryan. that this is Joel's specific type of crazy, it is you. <laughs> <Papier>.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, I got that written down. I'll watch it. Yes. But yeah, I guess we narrowed it down to like the three human things, which is... Follow everyone else, sex, or being addicted to drugs. It has, it has to, to be, be one of those of, things.
2: <laughs> it has to be yeah. one of those. If anyone can narrow it down, or maybe it's all three. You I don't own, know.
3: The only things that motivate anyone to do anything.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because people aren't going to see it because they're hungry or thirsty, probably. Probably. So <laughs> so if, well, if well if I mean, it is one one the way of the
2: water. So maybe people are just very thirsty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I need something.
1: So much water. Actually, oh. Oh, that's what it was. I'm from I'm from out here in the uh, Mid-Atlantic Corridor. I thought
2: it was called The Way of Water. <laughs> <laughs> that, but yeah, okay. That makes more sense. All right. What do we got? What do we got next?
3: Oh, we have a good one next. Oh, good. Uh, the Banshees of Inner Sharon.
1: Love it. Banshees of Inner Sharon. Oh, right. Sorry. Here we go. Here's Julia. I think this one might, might be different. I'm not going to do it.
2: Just, I'm it's not going to... Yeah, no,
1: kidding. no, no. Good, because I know we watched this together, so i am not seen this. Here we go. Okay. From Julia Hershey. Too fucking
2: Irish. Okay. <laughs> Just going to say, I love Julia. She, she's a dear friend of the show, and mm-hmm. uh, she married a guy that I'm acquainted with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh feels uh, a little like a hate crime. Just going to say
1: it. <laughs> no, it can't be. No, it can't be. <laughs> it cannot be her Her. um um she she has uh she has sullivan's in her immediate family yeah yeah,
2: yeah. i'm gonna say i don't think it was irish enough
1: <laughs> fuck me it was the most irish it goddamn really thing i've ever seen in my entire fucking life it
2: is it's i mean it's up there with like yeah it, it is it's super this movie irish.
1: said ireland's too big we need to be a s- smaller island next to ireland
2: <laughs> yeah Honestly, I think the most Irish thing about it is just the, like, I'm going to burn your house down.
3: No, (laughs) it's uh, the
2: obstinance. It's the utter uh, obstinance.
1: No,
3: that was at (laughs) when we were watching it. And I want to point out that Joel Murphy and Molly Regan have our family, our Irish family crests on our Mm. uh, door. Yes. Like our front door. So. We very much enjoyed watching this movie, but when uh, Colin Farrell like storms into the bar to basically just announce to uh, Brendan Gleeson like I'm gonna go to your house tomorrow and I am going to burn down the house like I just turned the door I was like oh my god that's just you <laughs> like you've been trying to figure out how to make amends with somebody, and they just refuse. So you finally are just going to go to them and be like, we're done now. This is exactly how I'm going to sever ties with you. Goodbye. I mean, I
2: did. <laughs> I literally in kindergarten, <laughs> uh, there was this kid and he shoved me. And uh, like, he was just kind of like a weird bully. And it, it must've been first grade because it was, uh, you know, recess. But like, he shoved me. And um, I kind of looked at him and I was like, stop that. And then he shoved me again. And I said, if you shove me again, I'm going to punch you in the face. And he did. And I punched him in the face. So I related to this movie a lot. <laughs> and then the, here's the thing too. His, his nose bled when I punched him in the face. And then he went and told the teacher. So I think I won. But then he thanked me for watching his dog. So
1: I don't think that last part happened. That was the movie.
2: Yeah, that was the movie.
1: Ah. Yeah. It was good. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful movie. It has, um, I think it it has some s- story issues as far as flow. Um, I didn't, there was a, you know, a, a, a lady character who really didn't serve any purpose other than to tell men they're stupid, which I guess that's fine. Um, Th- I, I, there wasn't really a beginning and a middle and an end. I don't I, think it really needed one, though. It was it was cool. It was it was kind of like hearing a fable about the beginning of a blood feud that has continued over centuries.
2: Yes, and I definitely think that was very intentional. And I think that that was meant. It's sort of meant to be, as I took it, sort of a, uh, a you know an analogy for sort of Irish politics a bit too you Uh know that i think it was serving a a greater you know because there's sort of a you know there's things happening in the background of the movie that i think it's what it's commenting on you know on the main land while, while they're hanging back having this feud like i i think there's a lot to unpack there but i don't know i i really loved it i thought the performances were great i thought it looked beautiful i do get that it's a bit uh rambling but that didn't bother me it just also yeah, felt it is,
1: Irish it is like, it's rambling like it's rambling like a like a folk song right you know it just kind of like it's just still going it's just it's just still telling a story they could have made that movie five hours long because and then this happened and then this happened because yeah. that's just that's really what the whole story was was you know he said I don't want to be your friend anymore and then this happened and then this happened, and then he and then he did this, and then he took these things off, and then he took the rest of them off, and then this kid dies, and then his father's still a son of a bitch. But at least, at least this person got to leave, and it was it was cool. It was it was. I think it was a great story told perfectly. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it's not going to happen, but Colin Farrell is my personal choice for best actor. Best this actor. Year. I cool. really, really loved the way he played uh Patrick in this movie. Yeah,
1: me me too. He was um he found that really good balance between believable and melodramatic. Yeah. You know, very, very em- emotional to the point where I almost didn't believe he was Irish anymore. <laughs> all these all these expressings of emotions.
2: I also just say that I Colin Farrell is someone that I never really thought much about when he was young when he was young, sexy, bad boy, Colin Farrell, I you know obviously was not his target demographic, and I just was like,, eh, okay, that guy exists, but this era, Colin Farrell, like older, more introspective, yeah Colin Farrell loving the work that he's doing
1: so so much better than young playboy Colin Farrell
2: yeah like old man colin farrell yeah old man colin farrell is fantastic and him and brendan gleason together are just i i think that's the thing too i could just watch the two of them do scenes together for straight up yeah yeah
1: Yeah, because then you could just go watch in bruges
2: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) um yeah i'm gonna say i hope i don't care i don't care so much about him winning awards but like um Brendan Gleeson is this good in every movie he's ever
2: been in. Yeah, including Paddington 2. Including Paddington 2. Yeah, which I, I think highlight that one yeah I, I that movie i was fascinated by because it, i thought people were doing a bit because people kept for, for months saying like you have to see paddington 2 it's amazing and i was like yep. you, this is a joke right like this is like an internet bit and then i was like no paddington 2 is actually really good and it's really fantastic. good because then you ask yeah. them
1: do i need to watch the first one and they'll say you don't need to but you should because it's really good but not as good as the second I Still haven't one. seen
2: the first one <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah. Yeah.
2: but uh but yeah no he's great at everything they're both fantastic together I'm gonna throw this bold statement out there if it weren't for another movie that we will talk about soon this would be my pick for I like it's my second favorite movie of the year cool yeah I'll say of out the there. nominees of the nominees Actually, I don't even, that's a good question of whether, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about of not the nominees, but of the 10 nominated, I would rank this number two.
3: It's very good.
2: Yeah. All right.
3: Also, side note, I uh, learned a lot about equine digestive systems because of a rant that Lisa Walt, the creator of uh, Tuca and Birdie. Mm-hmm. um went on after watching this movie
2: yeah apparently isn't the thing it couldn't the donkey couldn't have actually choked on the yeah. fingers because Appar- of the way they're apparently donkeys yeah.
3: can't throw up yeah yeah and oh, uh damn. Lisa hannah uh the, the horsiest of the horse girls <laughs> got uh-huh. very annoyed after watching this movie and was like that wouldn't happen <laughs> and went on a very long rant on instagram stories okay, about fair it enough. Fair yeah enough.
2: Uh, which there is a reason that she is with the guy who is the creator of Adam Ruins Everything. They are a perfect power couple. <laughs> no, this couldn't
1: happen. Maybe that donkey could because it was an Irish donkey, which means it's extra stupid.
2: It doesn't even know it's a donkey or how digestion works. I will say that it's just, this is a good way to just get this out of the way. Weird through line in that not one two of the 10 Best Picture nominees featured a donkey dying in a horrible way.
3: Oh, right.
2: Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Triangle of Sadness being the other one, where uh, oh. they are on an island and they kill the donkey to eat it, but a guy bashes Dang. it with a rock.
1: Dang. So, Pour one out for the donkeys this year.
2: Yeah. Shit. I don't know what happened. I just, like, I hope the Shrek franchise is all right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh the next movie is Elvis.
1: Here comes here comes Julia. Okay. Did not see this movie. <laughs>
2: This is the part of the bit where it stops being funny, but it's gonna come back around. Let's push through. Let's yeah, just push yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll get funny by the end again. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Um, I I tried to
1: watch it. I tried to watch it. It isn't that it's not good. Um, it's just it's that not it's, good. It's it's way <laughs> over stylized, and I don't care about Elvis. It does okay. not work for me in I'm any way, say, shape, or form.
2: I care about Elvis, and I did not like this movie. It's, okay. It's, here's the problem. I'm going to diagnose it for everyone. It's too Baz Lerman. It just mm. – Baz Lerman is too Baz Lerman mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> and this movie is too Baz Lerman. It's just – the whole thing felt like a fan cam. You know, if you see those social media where they just like edit all the, their favorite clips of someone, it felt True. like that. Where it's just – it didn't feel like a movie. It just felt like a collection of really upbeat – you know frantically edited highlights of Elvis's career and every like it just felt like it was always escalating there is not a quiet moment in that movie there is not a reflective moment in that movie it's just he's on stage he's more popular now he's in the army like we're doing it Elvis and it was like what about the sad parts
3: what about him Elvis was never sad
2: apparently not according to the Baz Luhrmann version
1: yeah, how could he be being? El- I don't. Care. I couldn't give a shit. I'm surprised you care about. Are you an Elvis dude? I'm not an Elvis dude.
2: <laughs> Here's the thing. I like 1970s Elvis.
3: I oh boy. <laughs> you you haven't been to our place in years. I uh. came home one day to find that Joel had lovingly framed our favorite wedding photo, and then right above it had framed the photo of Elvis and Nixon shaking hands mm-hmm. and when i asked him why he put those two together he said because they're two historic days
1: mm-hmm. two <laughs> important two days. his important days no yeah. you said
3: historic
1: <laughs> you said historic he said his- well, these-
3: historic well, yeah.
1: look look this is when the- these <laughs> two profound racists shook hands <laughs> we should all make note
2: <laughs> i just look. Nixon meeting Elvis is objectively <laughs> what, hilarious. One of them was a pervert. <laughs> you guess. <laughs> But no, it's objectively hilarious when Nixon met Elvis because nobody liked Nixon. He was the only celebrity that would be photographed with him, which is why Nixon did it. And you know that he didn't like Elvis. So (laughs) you know that it was super awkward because it's the most square narc that has ever existed (laughs) meeting A a drugged out idiot. And they're just standing in the Oval Office taking a photo together. And then Elvis asked him for a DEA badge, which he gave him. And then he acted like it was real and if that's that's what elvis the movie was i would have loved it if that's what the
1: movie was that was great there is that and that's that is hilarious the context of that yeah um it's still nothing's funny enough to make me hang a picture of richard nixon in my fucking home
2: (laughs) well that's where you and i differ
1: if i saw if i if i myself if i myself like downloaded a picture of nixon from the internet and then printed it out and then framed it bought a frame myself no made the frame myself and then put that picture in a frame and then hung it on my own wall i would still be convinced there's a bug in that picture
2: Uh yeah also to be clear when you say downloaded it from the internet I got it from the Richard Nixon Archives <laughs> website Right right yeah. right right Um right. but anyway back to this movie uh we can't move on until we talk about how silly Tom Hanks is in this movie With his He's ridiculous it, I mean it, he, he is, looks is, like is a he... character from an Eddie Murphy 90s movie <laughs> He has terrible prosthetics like he's doing terrible acting and i look i'm just gonna he go look, ahead he looks like his character from the lady killers he really it's does and same also character also this is a real thing from this movie this is the only time i'm probably going to play a clip from any of these 10 movies because no you already all need, played this clip but go look, ahead we need to reckon okay. with this happening in a movie that okay. is nominated for best picture me, He's... He's white? what do you think
1: Texarkana? arcana Shall we play for the 27th time? Shall we no, play for the
2: 27th time? Yeah, what? <laughs> That's in a...
1: You played it before, w- and we should reckon with it, it looks, the whole thing looks like a f- fever dream. He's he's both his character and lady killers and Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous.
2: Who's, yeah, he's, play and look, he's playing a guy that was a terrible guy. Like, yeah. Tom Parker is a villain, but it's like, it kind of undercuts the point of the movie that we're supposed to be re- reckoning with how terrible this guy was when, like, again, yeah, he, he looks like he's about to fight Austin Powers or something. Like I don't. He's what? Like he, what are you he's doing? Wide. He's what? What is what is this movie? This is not a real serious movie.
1: Like I, I don't, don't get. I don't get the attention it got. I thought it was gonna be in the annals of like that um that uh, well, the that weird Anna De Armas uh, Marilyn Monroe movie of like oh this was a highly anticipated thing that wasn't good and I yeah. thought that's where it was going but then. Yeah. They Everyone still
3: nominated it. her for uh, best actress. Did they? They did. <laughs> they did. Yeah, we're going to oh, talk about son, her.
2: Son of a. Bitch. She she has that rare distinction that happens sometimes of both being nominated for best actress and being nominated for a Razzie for the same performance.
1: I don't. I'm 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 baffled. I'm I'm baffled by movies anymore. I guess.
2: I mean, and it, it is a weird thing. I mean, and if people want to hear, uh, we actually did. Uh, Andy and I watched Blonde for. Uh, Silver Silver Linings, another playback. one I tried
1: to watch. I can't yeah. tell you how many movies this year that I tried to watch, and it's like you know. I know you and I do this show together, so I you know I want to stay up on these things. Also, I we started the show because we like these things, yeah. So like, let's stay up on culture and let's watch these. But also, I don't know, man. I'm 40. I don't want to keep watching crap that I don't like. I did that the last time I did that. Um, I I did it because you and I said we were both gonna watch this movie. And you gave up after 15 minutes, and I watched the whole fucking
2: thing. Which one was it? Remind me. The Old Guards. Oh, yeah, that movie sucked. It sucked. I watched the whole fucking thing. I think, didn't I text you to be like, I can't do it? And again, after covering the fact that I will watch anything if it's 90 minutes, I think it was over two hours. But I was like, I I can't. I can't do this dumb movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you, because it was dumb. And I i won't do it anymore I yeah uh
2: no you're you're right and healthy yeah so I, I, try, I, I, try, the, I
1: try to watch them and it's like i don't i don't know man it's just not for me i'm not gonna take a shit on it because i don't know enough about it
2: all i can tell you is not for me i will say the weird thing to, since you brought them both up in the same conversation i actually think blonde and elvis have the same problem but like in reverse which is Elvis is too interested in the fun parts of Elvis and not at all interested in the bad parts of Elvis. And in fact, he passed past them with cartoon foghorn leghorn to be like, all the bad stuff was him, which is like, not true. Elvis was no, a bad no. guy. Like yes. he, he did bad things, but, uh, But it's like super fun, happy time. Elvis is great. And then Blonde is just like Marilyn Monroe was a victim and her life was sad every second that she was alive. And here's every second that she was alive, which is sad.
3: She had no joy and never shared a moment of happiness with another woman ever. She was only around bad men. Bad, bad men, men. all yeah, the she time. Yeah. No she never, women.
1: She never fought for civil rights or equal rights for women she in the She never industry. had a she conversation
3: with another woman in her whole life.
1: Yeah. She, she didn't, definitely never got women of color into clubs that were whites only be,
2: by yes. using her clout.
1: Never yeah, happened.
3: Famously well, never she, happened. And she
2: also wasn't, you know, let, let's also just pretend that she didn't create this persona because she was witty and charming and really good at doing interviews where she like look i mean people were terrible to her and bad things happened in her life but she also was a charming complicated fully realized person that had ups and downs and also Mm. contributed to and wanted her own success you know absolutely absolutely
3: women who experience trauma also sometimes experience joy yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. understand why that's so complicated for people. Right, <laughs> but right,
1: but in yeah. Elvis, boys will be boys. Well, you in know, Elvis, he's just doing his thing.
2: Well, in Elvis, they literally are just like, okay, here's the part where Elvis has to join the military, which they do show that happening that he's forced to. But then it's like. Hey, here's him meeting Priscilla. And it's like, uh, you guys want to talk about this more? How old is she? Can we talk about her age in this scene? You're not saying how old she is. That seems weird. Should I Google how old Priscilla is in this scene where they're meeting? Feels like I should because you're not saying it. And she's talking about her dad in the scene. So it kind of makes me feel like I should figure out what both of their ages are during this scene where you're not saying what both of their ages are. Oh, I just Googled it. Fuck.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you know that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, well, don't Google. Yeah, don't look. It, uh, Why would you ruin the movie? Yeah, stop it's it! Fun. Stop, stop looking at facts. Just put on sunscreen and move to California or whatever mm. Baz Luhrmann said in that song In <laughs> the nineties. <'90s. clears
1: throat> well, are we good? good yeah. Or dude, does someone want to say fuck Elvis first? Fuck Elvis.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Right. Yeah, to be clear, when I say I like 70s Elvis, I, I don't like Elvis as a person. He's bad.
1: Just went, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> just as a cultural figure. Yeah, he's exactly. a
1: cultural what, icon.
3: Once again, I
2: mean, you know, we grew up in the 80s and you just hear of like he died the on the sidings. toilet. That's going to be fascinating. Like him and the Beatles are the archetypes for rock and roll. Like, yeah,
1: those are the ones. Yeah. Those are the ones. But yeah. we got like three out of four Beatles are great. Mm-hmm. And one out of one belvis Elvis wasn't awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh, you belvis. know, Elvis.
1: Let's call him belvis
2: Pelvis. Didn't that, they call him that? Right. Yeah.
1: No, I said Belvis with a B. I do. They said <laughs> Pelvis. <laughs> belvis. Belvis.
3: We have now come to everything, everywhere, all at once.
2: Nope. Here it comes. If audience? you tell me she didn't see it. Winner.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was that was perfect. I mean, that's, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna talk about it f- at length, and we won't do as good of a job as she did. Yeah, she's summarizing really it, cut right to it. But yeah, it. When I said earlier that you know Banshees of Inishirin was my second favorite movie, this is the one. It's the front runner. That's the one. It's great. This was the best movie. Both of the ten nominated and of all movies I saw. Everything Everywhere All at Once was my favorite movie. Last
1: it's year. very rare that the one that gets the most hype is actually the best one. Yeah, it hardly ever happens in the entire history of the
2: Academy Awards. I think it was this Parasite and
1: Parasite didn't get the hype.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, that was unexpected. What did, yeah. Did
3: Birdman get that kind of hype? Bird,
2: Birdman didn't no. get the hype. And that was like a split. one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the times uh, you guys are yeah. just
1: naming ones that are really killing what I just said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we're gonna stop, you know.
1: Um, but like, you know, like The King's Speech. Um that the one Departed, uh, you know, um The Shape of Water. These were ones that are like these these are the films to beat. Yeah. Um, and then no one beat them, you know? Um uh And you're like, but there were
2: there were other ones. It is funny. That I've seen a bit of backlash for everything everywhere all at once, because it's like, look, I, I get that it's not gonna be a movie for everyone. I I understand that my parents are not gonna watch it, for example. It's too much right. for them. But like, the idea to be mad that this movie is the front runner is absurd to me. Just in absurd. terms of if you like the Academy Awards, if you like movies, be happy that the experimental sci-fi gonzo. Over the top, heartfelt, insane movie is actually being recognized because it's truly a piece of art and not just the movie that they made where a king says stuff because the academy loves dumb shit like that.
1: Totally, totally, and it's like you know you're the star of the movie is Michelle Yeoh who's been a, a workhorse for years and people know her name but they you you say Michelle Yeoh and they're like oh yeah I like her. Why do I like her? What has she been in? And then you name a, a litany of movies that are, yeah. are excellent.
2: Or if they and remember, they say Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which came out yep. 20 years ago. Yep.
1: 20. Was it only 20?
2: It's more than 20. But
1: I want to say it, it came out in 99 for some reason.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. But like, yeah, so probably closer to 25 years ago at this point. Yeah, you
1: know? totally. Yeah. And then she was a Bond girl and then she's just been working her ass. And the the point's like the, the biggest stars of the movie were in supporting Roles. Right. And you know? also
3: it brought back Kihoi Kwan.
1: Yeah, come like, on. Come it, on.
3: Like, who ever like I we were just watching it swept the Independent Spirit Awards. Um mm-hmm. and he won uh they actually eliminated like gendered acting categories. So he won in like supporting role. Mm-hmm. Um and he ended up just shouting out all the different like tiers of like crew members he
2: mentioned the PAs which I've never seen anyone do in an acceptance speech (laughs) but like he did
3: that he specifically name checked the boom mic operator and was openly just like I've done that job I know how hard it was and talking about like these are the jobs he did to you know support himself because he wasn't getting acting work and it's basically because of this movie that people like he it's reviving his acting career and he's phenomenal in the movie like
2: he's-, he's the emotional center of the like the final scene of the movie revolves around his character and that's like you obviously Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Hsu are fantastic and their relationship is the central plot of the movie but then it's like he comes in at the end to just knock you over and be like actually I've been here this whole time and I'm going to change the way that you view my character in this movie because of the way that I've been nailing this for two hours. (laughs) Just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that movie is so good and so complicated. It's good. It's It's complicated.
1: And I think, um, you know, we, it isn't often um, that the host of hobo radio can act like underdogs because we're not. No, But we, we talk often about how, um, the things we love get overlooked by these quote unquote, you know, prestige horse shit, jerking <laughs> each other off on of more award ceremonies. <laughs> but historically, all always science fiction to the point where.
2: Yeah, we've talked about it. Go back and listen to any previous any Academy Awards thing. And it's you and I being mad about some sci fi movie that came out. They were like so nothing because yeah.
1: I remember my my dad being. My dad being so pissed off in 77, not because, not because Star Wars lost because he expected that because science fiction never even got nominated, let alone for best picture for Christ's sakes. But it's because Star Wars lost to Annie Hall.
2: Yeah. Which I think history is. Let's really. all defend it. I yeah. want to hear you all defend it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like. Yeah, it, historic. I mean, look, everything about this movie is historically overlooked. It's science fiction, which is historically overlooked. It has an Asian cast, which again, they don't nominate Asian people for acting awards. It's true. Ever. To
1: your point, I'd like to quote a um, one of the first, um, one of the first people I highlighted on the people you should know segment on our podcast was one James Hong. Yes, who is in yeah. this movie, James Hong, who. Um, who has been in close to 300 feature films in his career?
2: Yep, yep, and television one,
1: too, <laughs> like, and television, yeah. and cartoons, and every other medium. Yeah, um, he uh, and who's from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and once played a character named Sven. He's an interesting guy. I told you about him. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, you yeah find that. Anyways, <laughs>
2: um, also if the, you watched anything with an Asian person in it. In the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s, he was there. Including like, Wayne's World 2. Like, Including played... <laughs> Wayne's World 2. Yeah. Um, Seinfeld. This is... Oh, my, I, should, I should say which of
1: yeah. uh, fucking... Um, I, oh, this is from Insider. Um, no, I lost it. Hold on. In his acceptance speech, Hong noted that the industry has changed quite a bit From when he made his first movie with Clark Gable.
2: Yeah, I actually, I saw that speech. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, Back in those, uh, quote, back in those days, I have to tell you, there's the good earth. The leading role was played by by these guys with their eyes taped up like this. Who talked like this? I'm going to leave that up to your imagination. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Hong said, intimidating the racist stereotypical portrayal of Asian uh, characters in films at the time quote the producer said that the asians are not good enough and they are not box office but look at us now hong added um gesturing to the primarily asian cast of everything everywhere all at once standing around him on stage that's outstanding
2: yeah i I mean i think there's just so much like the movie itself is good and deserves to win i want to be very clear about that but there's so much around it that you should feel good about cheering for this movie to win like just the people that are being recognized where yeah Michelle Yeoh and James Hong being the biggest of like they've worked their entire lives and are now being recognized and it's not a situation where it's like oh we're gonna finally do the you know we're gonna give Scorsese an Oscar for The Departed because we never did it before like they Uh actually deserve the awards for their performances in the movie Michelle Yeoh literally no one else could play the part that she played find me who would fit in that role you know like well she has to be an everyman you know like in the beginning but also she has to be really good at martial arts but also she has to be the emotional center of the movie and have a complicated relationship with her daughter Mm -hmm. and pull all of this off convincingly and carry the film like you know. Yeah,
1: she has to. Yeah, she has to be so many diff- different versions of herself, and you have to believe wholeheartedly every single one of those versions, or else the movie doesn't work. Yeah, and that's not overstating it. Like it straight up won't work if there's yeah. a weak link in that chain.
2: I mean, that's the thing. If she said no when the Daniels <laughs> approached her, they couldn't have made this movie. There's no like you because maybe there's another person who could play it. I will believe that, but they don't have the Michelle Yeoh name recognition to exactly. sell the movie yeah. for exactly. A24. So it doesn't exactly. get made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I just want to shout out, well, I don't even know if it's a shout out. Like everyone knows them at this point, but the Daniels, uh, Daniel Scheinert and Daniel Kwan, uh, who wrote and directed this movie, um, specifically because They're nominated for Best Directors, Um, and in my mind, there's no competition if you look at what it takes to direct a movie, what it takes to direct this kind of movie, what was required to accomplish this. Can you imagine the
1: storyboard?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's insane.
3: Yeah. Um, But I'm frankly not confident that they will win. Uh, and that is just because of the way the academy functions, because of the
2: well, the directors they they're historically very snobby. They're about very who snobby. They, they're like I could definitely see a version where they pick Spielberg. I could absolutely. That's how and that they is are. actually
3: that's yeah. what I think it's going to happen. I yeah. hope to be surprised, yeah. um, but I'm not confident. But I really think it is such a remarkable uh, thing to watch. To see how many things had to come together uh, to make this movie happen, um, with assembling this kind of cast, with actually writing this movie. Like uh, Joel and I were talking about it the other day. Of just how do you even compose this screenplay? Like, yeah, I actually actually really want to look at
2: this. Yeah, I'm very curious to see the screenplay. The only thing I've seen is Michelle Yeoh's copy that had a million. Uh, little, like, tabs, like, colored tabs on her script to keep track of everything. But I'd be very curious, yeah, just on a technical level, how you track
3: but then, the uh, script. Uh, even things that I've re- I've read brief pieces about, like you know when Michelle Yeoh gets like thrust through space and time, and how many individual shots of just different cities, different buildings, different interiors and exteriors that they had to go and take and then splice together.
2: Well, I remember the- hearing that they would just go around with their iPhones and film random. Entrances to buildings because they knew, like, just as they were preparing to do the movie, they would just, they were just capturing random footage all the time of like, we'll we'll need this piece at some point for like a year before they ever filmed the movie.
3: But yeah, to go through that and just have that constantly going on in your brain for a fucking year just so that you can build this entire like multiverse kind of experience that's only going to happen in the flash of a second, but to make it that rich, like, it is such an extraordinary accomplishment it's a
2: hell of an accomplishment
3: well that, and i i think that,
2: yeah. that sorry to, to cut you off no, okay,
3: it's fine but like i i
2: do think that you know we've talked about it before best director is a weird category because you often don't know what a director does and a good director that's smart is probably just sitting back and letting everyone else do their jobs well and taking all the credit because a good movie uh, set with a great crew runs itself But I think I think most big budget movies could have you could plug anyone in as director. And if everyone else was in place, you'd get a good movie. This is a
1: Clint Eastwood won two best directing Oscars from doing that.
2: And this is a movie where I can definitively say you could have everyone hired. (laughs) You could have everything in place. And if the Daniels left and Ron Howard showed up to finish it, he can't he can't do it. That's no one that, else could have made this movie. Fair. Except that's that. not
1: fair. I have a better chance of doing it than Ron Howard. I just picked him because he,
2: you know, he famously. I
1: don't have a better chance. I, you know what? I might. I might. I would at least I, know it's bad. I, I, I would least know, <laughs> know what I was doing was bad. I'm and someone go,
2: else should be doing it. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think I could have done a better job with Solo.
1: <laughs> if, you know, what? you and me together. Yeah, like I think if, if we you and a team, I, yeah, we're if, making if, this fucking movie. No, if they brought us in to
2: finish Solo, I think Come we could have done it.
1: I think we definitely could have finished Solo. And we
2: still would have put Clint Howard in it. 100%. He could have still been <laughs> I'm it. I'm giving Clint some work. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about
1: everything, everywhere, all at once. We could have finished Solo. We
2: definitely couldn't have done everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: I don't <laughs> no, think no, anyone no, could have, no, except no, no. the you're Daniels. Right. You're, but no, you're it's, absolutely right.
2: It's great. And I think, look, we're all fans. We have a lot more movies to cover. We're, we're obviously all rooting for it. But I think the last thing I'll say, if you need one more reason to root for them, because I forget this, and then I remind myself, and it makes me smile every time. They directed Turndown for what? And I think that yeah. alone deserves yeah. them getting an Academy Award.
1: Most definitely. Most it's, definitely. But this, if they win, this isn't a makeup Oscar. No, they for for Turned Down this for What? <laughs> Motherfucking movie. It's a
2: makeup Oscar for the Turned Down for, for What? For
1: the Turned Down for What? its We're
2: <laughs> all <laughs> turned out. DJ Snake and Little John's uh, classic <laughs> song should have been nominated for Best Short Film at the Oscars, and they're finally making it up.
1: Yeah, for real, because they got Turned Down for what?
2: <laughs> but no, Turned Down for What is everything that I love about the Daniels in like three minutes, but this movie yeah. is great. And I also just... I, I know for Molly and I, that was like our first movie going back to the theater where, you know, because of COVID, we hadn't gone to see a movie. Oh, sure, that was sure. where it was finally like, we're going to wear masks, we're going to go see this movie. And I think I would have literally liked any movie, but then I saw that and I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's I yeah've seeing this yeah. in it with an audience. It's every second... I, I had that thing where you sit like... Fully leaned forward in your chair for every second of the movie because everything that happened was so unexpected and delightful. What I'm the guy that's like, uh, this is what's gonna he the king's gonna give a speech now. Like, what? Like, he's gonna yeah. be bad at the speech, but then he's gonna get good at the speech later. Like, which is why in that movie, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen, but I love every second of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hell
2: yeah! Yeah, hell yeah! All right,
1: and that brings us to uh, the halfway point. Um, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta go faster. We're gonna, we're gonna go. I think we should oh. pick up speed a little bit. Okay.
3: Well, we can, we can go pretty fast on this one. The Fablemans.
1: There we go. Here's Julia. I did not see this movie. I'm not gonna play the song because we're in a
2: hurry. All right, yep. So.
3: Uh I saw one scene from this movie and it was the only scene anyone should watch and it's where uh David Lynch plays John Ford.
2: That scene is great because it's, it's David Lynch playing oh, John Ford. Oh that sounds Ford.
1: outstanding. Yeah. I don't I'll see this eventually but I don't like I've seen Steven Spielberg jerk himself off so many times and like to do it like almost literally on screen I'm like I'll wait to do it at home
2: I think. I yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this movie but in the interest of time it's just it's Everyone sold this as like it's his most intimate movie ever. It's it's a peek behind the curtain, and it's it's really it wasn't. I mean, first of all, uh, Tony Kushner wrote it, so like it's oh not boy. like Spielberg wrote it. He still hired the guy who writes all his movies, who wrote Lincoln. You know, the the award winning playwright still wrote the script. Uh, and it, again, I think we covered it in the beginning. His dad gets cucked uh, by oh. <laughs> by. Seth Rogen, uh, it, it's, it's very surface level. Here's the, okay, this is what this movie is about. If anyone hasn't seen it, Steven Spielberg processes the difficulties of life through making movies. Did that blow your mind? Did you, did you not know that before you watched it?
1: That's what I'm saying. It looks like a movie that's supposed to tell you that Steven Spielberg
2: likes movies. I
3: don't, that's exactly what it that's,
1: is. Well, it's the, the, complete. The and people Just, keep
2: trying to sell it as being more complex than that, and it's not.
3: Also, people don't understand that all shadows look alike. Oh, my God. This is some weird Twitter drama.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, you brought this up. I'm sorry. I had to. So this is insane. And this is how insane people who are the the, uh, Fableman stands. (laughs) Also, one other thing real quick fucking stupid title their last name is the fable shut up okay that's that's not a why that's so heavy that's the last
1: name of the family in the movie
2: yeah that's what they're called they're the fable men's that's, Fablemans. that's very, literally like that's their very family's dumb. name That's very yeah. dumb. yes we're the movie family men's <laughs> uh but anyway um there's a shot it is and the original tweet said it's the last shot of paul dano which is not even but after and again to recap being cucked by <laughs> seth rogan and having Michelle Williams leave him for Seth Rogan, we there's a shot of Paul Dano and his the like shadow of him is behind you know it's this big like it's shooting his face and there's a big shadow behind his head and people on Twitter are insane and claimed that uh if you watch the shadow morphs from his silhouette to Michelle Williams silhouette, which. They believed meant something that I don't understand because they're divorced at this point and they don't get back together or anything. But also, it doesn't. In this movie, (laughs) Michelle Williams has short hair and Paul Dano has short hair and they both have similar head shapes. And here's what happens. It's crazy. He moves his head and so the shadow shifts slightly.
1: Stop looking for stuff, y'all.
2: Yeah, it's not – it's a, this is just shit how the internet with, like, with broke no Everyone. country for
1: old men they did the same thing with um the um this is american video with uh, childish gambino it's like you all just wh- whatever is there is what they oh. wanted you to see. There's there ex- there's no extra stuff.
2: Also, I can promise you this. As a man who has seen... I've seen more Steven Spielberg movies than any other director, just by pure volume of how many movies he's made. I, he, I no. He's the just... I've seen more... He's the I,
1: director whose movies you've seen the most. Yes. Not just, like you've seen more Spielberg movies than any other director of movies. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, that was weirdly the way I phrased it. Of course, Sasey
1: has not seen as many Spielberg movies as me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but no, Spielberg makes a lot of movies. I've seen a lot of them. I've seen more of his films than I've seen any other director's films. I can confidently tell you, you will never have to wonder... If no. Steven Spielberg hid something in a movie, no, he left
1: <laughs> he left subtlety he left subtlety behind in 1984. It's yeah, gone.
2: It, it's all on the screen, and it's, it is clear. He'll, he'll put he a red jacket on a girl, spell it out for you. Yeah, everything else is black and white. Her jacket's red. You're gonna know this is what this scene Fuck. is. Like it's never subtle. Like I like the man. I like his films in general. You're not gonna have to guess hmm yeah mm-hmm. okay anyway also yep. he doesn't need any more awards john William- where is john williams gonna put an award if he wins it where's spielberg gonna put an award they don't have the room and they're old men they should be downsizing their stuff. You know?
1: I mean they have a lot of awards. They don't have they don't have a lot of Oscars. Alan Menken has the most Oscars and doesn't, he only has four.
2: Doesn't John Williams have the most Oscars of any composer? He has a lot. I know Alan Menken does. Yeah,
1: oh, I think John, John
3: Williams, Williams has the most nominations. Nominations.
1: Oh. He has like forty forty seven nominations, but he's only he hasn't he hasn't won more than, I don't know, three. I don't know. Alan Menken has four. He's the biggest Oscar winner.
2: Yeah. Well and he's great. So Let's give it to Minkin.
1: Minkin and Bash are the best.
2: Yeah, let's give it to Minkin. Did he do anything this year?
1: Fuck it. Give it to him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up is Tar.
1: Tar. 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 Oh, shit. Sorry. (laughs) Let me open up the Tar envelope. And Julia says... She didn't see it. I did not see this movie.
2: Yeah. (laughs) All right. This is what I'm going to say about Tar. Because now we're going to talk about more Twitter drama. If you loved this movie and you have to defend the end of it from the rest of us because we didn't get it the way that you did, then maybe the ending didn't work. Okay, just going to say that. Tar stands.
1: You know, they said the same thing about No Country for Old Men.
2: (laughs) Yes. No Country for Old Men. Let's be clear to recap for our audience. It only beat uh, There Will Be Blood, which was a better movie because its ending was stupid and uh there will be blood had a perfect ending,
1: perfect ending. uh but actually i think no country for all men had a perfect ending it just like there was no other way to end that story and it was arbitrary just like everything that happened in that movie well but
2: again whatever. i respect your opinion because you're like it just ended which is accurate and if that yeah. worked for you fine but okay. like you yeah, that I are i can't like,
1: have an opinion on tar because i didn't see that movie so i don't know how it ends but yeah i guess if there is twitter outrage and no one understands how it ended then you know what maybe that ending wasn't so awesome and also if your movie is hinged on an ending you know what i mean it's the same shit when they were they were you know sorry movie nerds that you are probably listening to this but it's the same with the super bowl yeah that was a shit holding call at the end of the game if you're if you're 14 points ahead that shit doesn't matter so if you made a good movie up until your ending
2: I told you it would get funny again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh <laughs> Yep. Um Yeah, the movie should not and I'm looking at you, M Night Shyamalan. The movie should not hinge on the ending of the movie. It should be a complete yeah. work. If the ending didn't work for some folks and it did for others, that's on them, but it should work as a whole. I don't know anything about this movie. I didn't know well, I didn't even know there was Twitter outrage, but I've seen clips from it and it looks it looks very interesting.
2: Well, to recap, yeah. at the end of the movie, uh Lydia Tarr goes to a beach and it makes her old. So oh, that, shit. Yeah. And that's her punishment cuz she's canceled.
1: It's Well, she looks great for her age. Is what, yeah. you say, is what you say about actors of a certain age.
2: But no, it's so it's it's Kate Blanchett and she plays a conductor and Cate Blanchett is great in everything that she does because she's a fantastic actor, and it's an interesting character study, and she's really good in it, and it's well shot. Uh, but it it doesn't know what it's trying to say.
3: Yeah, ta- it's
2: confused, is it?
3: She's she's really good because she's her at playing a complicated character in like it. There's parts of it that are really good, but overall, it's, like, I I don't think the movie understands what its thesis is. Like, sort of, like, are we supposed to take away, like, okay, so powerful women can also be abusers? I know. That seemed to
2: be the clearest it came, like, the most message that it has, it seems to be that. yeah, Yeah,
3: but, like... Do you, does the movie have a stance on it? Do you care? I see, I see. I
1: see, I see. Is
3: there a, like, because of the gender, and she's a queer woman, like, so because of the gender and sexuality informing this status, is there, like, something that complicates this? Does this create an issue for women and queer people attaining this level in the future? Like, or like, you want to make a, it seems like you want to make a statement about this, but then you narrow in so much on Lydia Tarr, but then try to broaden it out at certain places. Like it, it's very fuzzy. Also,
2: the the third act falls apart so bad that there's a, a certain section of its fans that are seriously trying to say that the end of the movie was a dream. That's how it's not. That's how bad it falls
3: apart. It's not a dream. There's no reason to believe it's a dream.
1: (laughs) It's not that bad. You guys just don't understand.
3: Yeah, but I think that's
2: what's driving me crazy is the like, I thought the movie was fine. I thought Kate Blanchett was great in it. There were moments that I loved. I think it was completely uneven (sighs) and I think more of it worked than didn't, but I did kind of walk away with it. Like, I'm not sure what we're doing here.
3: Yeah. But that's fine.
2: <laughs> but like the people like, that I'll ne-
1: follow a story if it's being told well, I'll follow a story. Yeah, it, no like, what I, it's like. I was
2: never bored. I enjoyed watching the whole thing, awesome. but I just the people that want it to be more than it was because they liked it. It's like you can like a movie that's not great or perfect or that falls apart in the end. It's OK. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah. OK, it happens. Yeah, we did it. Should,
1: okay, should we should we move on to what Joel is denying is his favorite movie?
2: Oh, what is
3: Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I mean, I understand why you say that because uh, obviously I love Tom Cruise and I enjoyed. This
1: should movie. it should it be nominated for no. one of the best pictures of no? This year? See, that's the
2: thing is, yeah. I, I wait. Th- th- what did Julia
3: say? Oh yeah, what did Julia say? Oh,
2: pardon, pardon. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Uh, here we go, I'm Julia Hershey. I did not see this movie. Brackets, gay. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: yeah. Um, but I here's. I mean, I'll give a quick because yeah, we're trying. We're trying to roll along. Sure. I. I enjoyed the movie for what it was um but I think it was only nominated because of a recognition that I think it's the same reason Avatar was nominated too the box offices have not really rebounded post covid and I uh-huh. think because it made so much money that oh. they're like here you go have a <laughs> have yeah, a best okay, picture nod it, it but it look it's I'm not mad that it's nominated because it's fun and they often do not just nominate fun movies, but to pretend that this is some sort of, you know, I don't know, life change. It's, it's a real good Top Gun movie. If you like Top Gun, they top, they topped the other
1: one. Uh (laughs) Uh, Word choice intentional.
2: (laughs) Look, I the other the the original Top Gun is now uh, a bottom after this one. Oh boy! I will say to Julia's point that the original is gayer, and I think we lost something uh, in the remake. That it's I don't think it's gay enough. Just going to say that. No,
1: I think you're right. I I think in the eighties you had to be a little more overt with it because it was a it was a little it had to be under the radar.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like the the. You know, love interest in the movie basically exists as a beard to hide the fact that Tom Cruise wants to kiss Val Kilmer in that movie.
1: Oh, it's palpable, yeah, it's palpable their tension, um but yeah, this one be- because we've progressed as a society, this one was just like, yeah, yeah we- it's there, but it's no big deal
2: yeah because it's it's gay, but it's that, just
1: remember yeah. you got you and I had a whole discussion on this show sometime in the past. I don't know if it was ten years ago or five or last <laughs> week. Um about like, you know, some mustaches they are homosexual mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> that's no that's no slight on yeah, any yeah, community. But just, like just some true. mustaches are just yeah. gay, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, Top Gun Maverick. I think the thing that it really has going for it is Tom Cruise is, does wilder stunts now, and also the cameras are better. So it, they're able to put the cameras in the, the, you know, and look, this is just the name of it, Cockpit, um, and uh, he, he's flying the planes, and it looks cool. Word. I don't give a shit about this. Man. I don't. And nobody cares about this. It's no, fine. No it cares. was good. No one cares. I mean, you all saw it because it was actually a popular movie that did well at the box office. It was it a popular to, movie. Doesn't need to win awards.
1: I didn't see these last two films. I don't even know what the hell. I don't know what to say about them.
2: All right, what do we got? I've seen all of them.
3: Triangle so. of Sadness. Triangle
2: of Sadness. Uh, first two thirds <laughs> of it are great, and then the last third of it is not as good. And it it all, like Tar. It lost the thread of what it was doing, and I don't really know what to take from the end.
3: It gets compared a lot to the menu. Like, those two are kind of running in, you know, the, they're in the same kind of category. Which is uh, um,
2: eat the rich, I think, is uh, the category. Yeah. Right like, on, right on.
3: Uh, the menu, I think, is a stronger narrative, um, but doesn't seem to get the same kind of love. Like, for some reason, Triangle of Sadness is viewed as like the more prestige like kind of picture and i kind of get the feeling it's getting a little bit of that because it falls apart in the end it gets that country for old men it gets that kind of like no but it says a lot it's like no, the menu just is a clean, good, like accomplished narrative. Okay, sure. Like sure, that sure. doesn't mean it's a lesser picture. It's just no, but good. it's
1: ambiguous. No, yeah. it's arbitrary. Yeah,
3: no,
2: yeah. And it's no, and the menu, yeah, really kind of. I don't know. It, yeah, people dismissed it. I, I think as being more lightweight, like the Triangle of said, said more. But I think the menu has a tighter script. Was more fun to watch. Had a clearer thesis. And was just really good. I mean, it's it's Ray Fiennes. It's, uh, Hong Chao was fantastic in that movie. Like uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. And, uh, Nicholas
3: yes. Holt. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt, who I fucking right. love. He plays such a little
2: worm in that movie. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. such an amazing little worm. Uh, but yeah, I'll say Triangle of Sadness has the most uh, vomit and diarrhea of any Best Picture nominee I've ever seen. So if that sells you, then. Hell yeah. Oh, we didn't
1: do Julia here. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't see it.
3: <laughs> all right and uh the last movie is women talking
1: oh actually julia did have something <clears throat> julia hershey lars is just okay at sex <laughs> <laughs> i think that might have been That's for you worse than that? being good or bad <laughs> <laughs> just okay <laughs>
2: oh. uh, you know what i don't think she saw that movie <laughs> uh I'm, maybe she thought that that was what what are women talking about
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's out there what is woman talking about i'm not i'm also not familiar with this piece i was interested to see francis mcdormand's name attached to it
2: yeah, which, I mean, she's in it, but I, I got the sense that uh, she, because she produced it, I think that she showed up for, like, a, a day to, like, you know, I think she, like, did the movie a favor, because she's not really in it very much. I'll say, first of all, love Sarah Polly so much. Like Sarah she's, Polly's great. She's the best. She's a just a great person. She's a great director. I like her movies. Uh, Sarah, Sarah
1: I, Polly's father was in a really great uh, Canadian sitcom called... Um, slings and arrows
2: oh yeah know. that's the shakespeare i want to watch that i yeah. don't know
1: if that's anywhere i watched it on pbs when i was a kid and i really liked it i have really fond memories of that show
2: yeah i i've heard about that like someone was talking about that recently and i actually did try to find it and i couldn't but yeah it's a yeah they're trying to do like a shakespeare thing in canada yeah right?
1: yeah like, yeah it's, it's yeah. hysterical but yeah sarah yeah. paulie's great and so is her dad
2: yeah and uh she's great and this movie um i it's hard to talk about because it's like, you know, I, like, I think it's a really important movie and it's a great conversation starter and I think it's well made, but it, it's it's very much intended to, uh, you know, reconcile with uh, sexual assault in this Mennonite community and I, I think it's a movie that everyone should watch and then, you know, really reflect on and I think that that's a worthy thing. Thing and it, it's important but then it's like it makes it very hard for me to then be like it was good or bad I think it was important does that make sense Like, um yes
1: it, um yes it sounded more pretentious than you wanted it to sound but I don't I understand you didn't mean it that way you know what I mean you remember uh in 30 rock um Tracy this is an important film
2: uh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> Well, that, oh, I, think that, brother. And I think that's the thing is it's like, it, it's hard. Like it's, it doesn't really stack up, you know, against the other movies to be like, like I can dissect the other movies. Like, I don't think I should dissect this movie. I don't think it matters what I think of it. I think it's worthy of watching and reflecting on.
3: I think this is where stuff like this gets really complicated though. Cause I like, I, new like, I read about it, I, like, find the actual concept very interesting, like, the fact that Sarah Polly wanted to make this movie, great, but the content of these, so what actually is happening in the movie, and I guess this is the point where, like, you know, content warning, like, this is very upsetting, uh, but, uh, the conceit of the movie is that these women in this, like, Mennonite community are being, uh, assaulted by the men in the community while they're asleep and they kind of come to recognize this and while the men are away gather to uh, sort of discuss like what are we going to do about this Um, but I learned that through like kind of reading about Mm -hmm. it and kind of had that like this is really interesting this is clearly in very good hands and it's you know, I'm glad that this is being made. That is deeply upsetting. And I do not, I'm unwilling to subject myself to watching <laughs> this just with my own uh-huh. experiences. Like, I, I can't, this is not something that I am willing to choose to, like, witness. Um, And that becomes a really kind of hard thing where it's sort of like, you should be making this art. You should be putting these conversations out there. You are the right, you seem like the right person to do this. But then when people who maybe have gone through these things or Mm -hmm. are connected to these sort of experiences are justifiably uninterested or unwilling to share in this, you know, movie well, then, where does that movie actually really sit? <laughs> like, and that's a really sort of hard thing to yeah, kind totally. of. Yeah, totally.
1: And it's, it's not the first time, right? You know, th- there was um, uh, there were detractors of Spielberg when he was making Schindler's List, uh, you know, telling mm-hmm. <laughs> actual people's stories and having the people on the set; these are their stories, people who were um, um, in the camp with Gert. Yeah, you know, and then having this man in in that man's uniform do it, yeah, and like it, it's it's a story, you know. These are stories that should be told, um, and need to be told in in honor of the people who had to survive them. For fuck's sakes, yeah. But you know, if people that were involved don't want to see them, you know, same thing with them. Um, um geez It after. I've so much shit about Steven Spielberg. Here comes another one. But the the veterans of D-Day that walked out of the movie theater in the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan saying, yeah, he got it right. And that's why I'm leaving this movie theater. Yeah,
3: right. Right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, it's, it's there. And you can, yeah, absolutely choose to see it or, or not choose to see it. And also, you know, also have an opinion on whether or not the story should be told or not. That is, compl- that is completely up to you. I think the fact that we're even having the discussion says that this is a powerful story that's probably told in a pretty yeah. pretty, pretty good way.
2: Yeah, and I, I do think that it, it's very well made. And uh, what, one thing that I did hear Sarah Polly talk about in an interview was that there was a crew member who had, had a similar experience to the movie where uh, they had been from a religious community and, and they had been uh, sexually assaulted. And that there's... A scene where a parent apologizes to their daughter for it happening to them and that the crew member found the the daughter's part like really cathartic and then that it was moving for them. And then when it came time for the mother to film the apology, that Sarah Polly actually did talk to the crew member to be like, this the way this is scripted the way that this is presented what the mother is saying would that feel satisfying to you as an apology and it wasn't and then they worked on it together to actually be like this is what i wish like if someone was going to like if a parent was going to apologize to me this is because they're not saying i'm sorry like they need to say it and these are the words that i think they should have said if you're gonna do this scene say this is what they should say. And like, so stuff like that, I think really is like, I I think that every, you know, the intention is really good.
3: I actually think this is a really good um, example, by the way, of when we talk about like what a director does, Uh, like what is, what would this film be if it was directed by somebody else? And why was Sarah Pauly the person who needed to be the director of this movie? And especially in stories that do handle, uh, like, sexual assault, where mm. so often the stories are told from a revenge standpoint or right. from a, like, right. just from a standpoint that really robs the uh, the survivor of agency. Um, and my God, am I thinking of Tarantino right now? Because that is so much what you get when it comes to these kind of yeah. uh these kind of narratives, what what ends up getting into the, uh, the theaters. Like, you have a director who's actually going to their cast, to their crew, and going, oh, you do actually have these experiences. You do have input. Well, I want to make sure you're taken care of, and I want to make sure that we're telling this story correctly. Like, I want to actually shape this narrative around the reality of this trauma, because it is a reality. It's not just my my playground <laughs> you know to like show the world and get accolades for it's it's a real trauma and a real horror and this is the care i'm taking um and that is something like talking about directors i'm just sort of like well if if that's what she's doing i would say that's a pretty good argument for you know why isn't sarah Polly nominated yeah like yeah because yeah. i don't know that uh, that <clears throat> anyone else is doing that kind of work with the movies that are up there right now.
1: Well, and- oh, absolutely. We've always made the argument of, um, you know, back in the day it was why isn't every best picture nominees director nominated for best director, if that's the best picture. And then when they expand, they extended the, the list of nominees for best picture and didn't for director. Well, what are, what are we, what are we even doing? What yeah like what are do you doing? judging
2: because uh, yeah I think we've said it all, all the time I mean a lot of in a lot of ways all we usually have to judge is the movie because that's what the, the director is in charge of the movie the and movie. the movie yeah so the the best director probably is the one that made the best picture right because uh-huh. that that's the you know the the best chef is the one who made the meal that you liked. Like you, right. you don't watch the chef make it; you eat the food. Like, so, like you know.
1: they won't necessarily match up every year, but like one of the best directors made one of the best movies, right? right. Yeah. That, yeah so well, now you got all these movies that are supposedly the best movies of the year, and not all those directors got nominated. What yeah. the hell?
2: I mean it would be fascinating if it was the because it, it usually is, you know, directors the the director's movies tend to get nominated for best picture. It'd be fascinating if it was a movie everyone hated but they were like, "No, but I think this director nailed it." Like they <laughs> look, the <laughs> movies unwatchable, but like they they were really professional when making it. Well, you know, and, and, you
1: know in the, the late 2000, I want to say 2008, um A Simple Man by the Coen Brothers, it was nominated for best screenplay and best picture. End of nominations. Yeah. (laughs) That was it. It was one of the best movies of the year and one of the best written scripts of the year. Nothing else about it was good though, apparently.
2: Yeah, well, and not to mention the fact that the Coens were one of the uh reasons that the Daniels can actually be nominated, because there used to be a stupid rule that said only one person can be nominated as best director, so they would have to say uh, wasn't it wasn't always Joel. Didn't they always say that Joel Cohen was the I think director? You're right. I
1: think you're right. But
2: it was like they both directed it, but they couldn't put both of their names as directors right, because right, right. of like yeah. stupid guild rules or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I I okay. Like, so we where are we at? We um, did, I think yeah. – You know what? End I, think of that's list. I
1: think we talk We actually did talk about um, all like all four. Um acting nominations within that
2: do we just want to like real quick like super quick just say sure like we don't need to talk about them but we can just say for each category like who we're rooting for cool maybe. yeah if someone isn't me that's the <laughs> the nomination
1: okay i have the nominations yeah. right in front of me if yeah uh, i will i will roll them down if you guys just want to throw throw it out
2: yeah, and we'll just say like I mean if you sure. want to say why we can like say like a few seconds, okay. but I think we can do this quickly. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, best performance by an actor in a leading role: Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Mescal in After Son, and Bill
2: Nye in Living. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, uh, I already
3: you, said Colin Farrell.
2: You already said Colin Farrell. I would agree with Colin Farrell. I think it's gonna go to Brendan Fraser, but I haven't seen that movie and I don't want to see that movie, so I have no opinion on his acting in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Colin Farrell was great. Word. Yeah. What Dark
1: Horse. Bill Nye. I love Bill Nye.
3: Well, Bill oh, L- I yeah, I have no doubt that Bill Nye is fantastic in that movie. Uh, yeah, also, of course just,
2: he is. Of course he is. Just out of curiosity, have you seen uh, the Kurosawa film that that's based on? uh living is based yeah, on it, kurosawa yes um it's do you remember that oh, i don't have
1: the title do, for do it. i
3: remember the kurosawa no <laughs> yeah um. just rattle
1: off that japanese movie name please
2: <laughs> uh no because it's uh yeah i i haven't seen living but i actually have seen the kurosawa film um which um uh ikaru ikaru i've seen ikaru yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's that that's that what Patron Living is had. a
2: remake of. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, red. I'll have to watch yeah. that then. I, I thought you just said you saw it. Saw it. I didn't no, no no, I did not see it. What I said was I love Bill Nye.
2: Oh, I oh, I you saw Icar, not Living. I saw Ikaru, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: With okay. You. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role Brendan Gleason, Ryan Tyree Henry and Causeway, Judd Hirsch and the Fable Men's, Barry Keegan,
2: and Kike Kwan.
3: Kihoi Kwan. Yeah, I mean,
2: I want to see him, like, I wanted to see him win anyway, but after that Independent Spirit Award speech where he thanked the crew, like, yeah, he is yeah. truly the loveliest human being in Hollywood, and I just want every nice thing to happen to him. And also, when they make another Indiana Jones movie, which they're going to do, just put him in it. Just just put him ha. in it. He, yeah, and, he and Harrison Ford love each other. I know. Fu- they're
1: making it now. God, God help us all.
2: <laughs> are they actually making one with both of them? Yeah, they,
1: they no, well, they're making they're making an Indiana Jones movie with you're that 80 so- year old man.
2: Yeah, I know, but I'm saying if you're gonna keep making them, the only justification is to put you a Quad one.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Anyone else? I Barry Keegan was great. He was um, great. Yeah. Um, you know, Brendan Gleeson was also great. Yes. um, But yeah, yeah, you you root for Ki Kihikwan, don't you?
2: Well, it's also, again, it's that classic Hollywood you know, like it's weird to say comeback story because it's just they just didn't give him work for most of his life. (laughs) He was a great child actor and then nobody offered him any work until he was an adult. But uh, he's great and I love him and yeah, he should win.
1: And Brendan Gleeson is great in everything. He just is.
2: Yeah, and yeah.
1: Molly?
3: Oh, I said Keiko Kwan.
1: Oh, word. <clears throat> um, Performance by an actress in a leading role. Kate Blanchett, Anna DeArmas, Andrea Riceborough in and To Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh.
3: I mean, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah.
1: Michelle Yeoh. Oh,
3: wait. But I have, I have two notes Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh, but also. Andrea Ricebro was fucking amazing. Yes, um, I've heard great
1: things about that. Yeah, heard yeah, it's really, I think really from good. From you, as a matter of fact, but yeah, I've heard yeah. good things about that.
3: Really great. And uh, I, in my mind, am taking uh, Anna Diarmus out of the nominations and putting in Mia Goth in Pearl. Bam. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which. Um... Pearl was so good. Yeah. Like that that's the they finally recognize sci-fi but they still don't value horror. And yeah, straight up Pearl was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and Mia got this great. But yeah, I like I already talked about Michelle Yeoh. I literally don't think anyone else could have played that part. And yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited that I now recognize Andrea Riseborough, who has been in a million movies and I've watched her in a million movies but until to Leslie I, I didn't realize like oh that's always been her because she's a seamless character actor who's just oh man in you don't
1: recognize her I, you don't recognize her she was in an episode of Black Mirror called Crocodile that fucked me up and you don't remember that it's her.
2: Well, that was the funny thing is like, oh, I, I was like, me. what do I know Andrea Riseborough from? Like after watching to Leslie and I look it up and I was like, she's fucking Mandy and Mandy. Like she's Mandy. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. She's Mandy. She is Mandy. Yeah.
2: She was in. She was in Birdman. Right. Where she's yeah. the other actor. That's not. Ed she's Norton, Louise. Naomi Watts or uh, yeah, Michael she Keaton. Is, she is she's fantastic. the fourth one.
1: <laughs> yeah. She is fantastic.
2: Yeah. um, uh, Best um
1: actress in a supporting role uh angela bassett
2: end of list yeah i mean it's, it's like yeah we didn't because we, it wasn't nominated for best picture yeah we didn't really talk about black panther but it's you know the marvel movies don't normally get acting nominations but man if you're finally gonna no, recognize she was something anyway, she, no,
1: it's angela bassett hong chow um in the whale carrie Condon, uh and banshees of course jamie lee curtis and uh stephanie uh stephanie shu and they were they were all really great but we boy do we all love these best supporting um actor and actress cat- categories because everyone is usually so goddamn good yep um you, i actually man, think that might be the best category is so good
2: Yeah, I actually think this might be the best category where I'm like, every one of these actors was fantastic. None of them, none of them are
1: loser. You're not going to be pissed off if any of them win. You're going to be pissed off that any of them lose. For Christ's sakes! But come on, Angela Bassett. (laughs) No, I mean, I had
2: such trepidation about the Black Panther movie just because I mean, it's an impossible task. Of you, you Mm. lost Chadwick Boseman, and you're making this movie, and she is just the catharsis that we all needed where it's like, we're all feeling this and we need an amazing actor to just stand on the screen and help us all like, just deal with this emotionally. And she was perfect. She was, she's always great in everything, but I actually do think that performance was next level for, you know, any Marvel movie in general. And I'm really glad they recognized it.
1: Yeah. Straight up, straight up especially for for an artistic category like that absolutely yeah. i'm sorry not to say that like the technical categories aren't art also artistic yeah but but you know well uh, you know one of the, one of the on-screen artistic i don't know what i'm saying yeah. who who am i offending <laughs> fuck it no one's listening
3: oh um so i haven't seen Wakanda forever yet mm-hmm. uh i would be ecstatic if Angela Bassett won but God. since i haven't seen it yet I will say that of uh, the nominees, uh, Stephanie Hsu is my favorite. Hell yeah.
2: Hell yeah. I do think that it's, it it is like kind of a bummer that um, she's of all, I mean her and Jamie Lee Curtis, but like of all the, the everything cast, they're the ones likely not to win. Like it seems like the other people are front runners and like Stephanie Hsu is great. And also the movie hinges on her as much as anyone, but like, Yeah, it just seems like, you know, she had the uh, misfortune of being in the most competitive of the four categories.
3: Most Uh, most definitely. She won the uh, Breakthrough Award at the Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, Apparently, it was her first uh, award that she won as an individual, like, ever, apparently. And I highly recommend looking up her speech because it is so sincere and delightful and she is such a uh pure art weirdo. Yes. It is yeah. really really delightful to watch.
1: Hell yeah. And also um we all love Jamie Lee Curtis, but we also know that Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't give a shit about winning awards, period. No. Yeah. And she just does what she wants, so it's like, man, I want her to win, but also I want someone else to win, and she doesn't care about.
2: I don't anything. think she wants to win. Like I think she I don't would think rather. So. She's probably rooting Stephanie for everyone else. Yeah, what I saw a something. Lady. She
3: like went home early, or like skipped an Academy Awards dinner like the other night because she was like, awesome. "I'm old. I go to bed early." <laughs> I'm old.
1: I te- I keep eating this yogurt that makes me poop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They don't even make it anymore. I had to stop piloting. <laughs> I gotta go home and eat my poop yogurt <laughs> with Christopher Guest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. That's Those are the
1: big ones. The only one out there, other award I can say, I forget what she's nominated for, but Malala. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, documentary, (laughs) right? I don't, is it? Oh, shit. No, what? You you know what? No, Lars, we need five more seconds because every year you watch the shorts and I've never watched them. I didn't.
1: I didn't. I didn't.
2: Well, I did. (laughs) Motherfucker. Why would you do that? They said the shorts were very long this year. I watched the shorts and I was so excited to talk All about them. them with you. I did well the live action and the animated. I didn't watch the documentary, but uh, oh
1: no, we never watched the documentaries. No. We always just watched those.
2: But I, I but I they do want to say horrible. I, I want to say the live action ones were not great. Uh, I'll just yeah, say that. That's what they. That's why I didn't go see them. I liked the animated ones. I, okay. I thought the animated was a good crop. Um, I think the one that is going to win is Ice Merchants, which uh, I actually had third of. Uh, the ones because I really liked the flying sailor, which was a very silly uh, Canadian animated thing about a sailor. It was based on a true story. He blew up and flew naked through the sky and then landed on the ground and it was delightful. Uh, But the best one for me was the stop motion and ostrich told me the world is fake. And I think I believe it, which was, Just really well done. It was made by an art student, which fuck him because he's like 20 and he made a brilliant animated (laughs) short. But uh, yeah, I love stop motion. I thought it was really well made and uh, it was cool and meta and and really good. And then for the live action, like I said, weren't as good, but I did really enjoy The Red Suitcase, uh, which was um, very well done. Had a lot of tension in it. It was about a, a girl in an arranged marriage who was trying to escape from the
1: airport yeah Uh, they're always that much fun yeah
2: (laughs) they were all all a bummer there was not
1: always (laughs) bummers Pat hit me up about them and it wasn't like he didn't say do you want to go because I'm going he goes do we want to do this this year (laughs) (laughs) both of us kind of agreed like I think we need this year for ourselves we just need yeah. to not put ourselves I, through it this year
2: yeah I don't know that I would like yeah they, they were all various degrees of bummers for, for yep. like which I think that's why I like the animated ones because they like again I don't know it's a naked sailor like we just they can made vary
1: last year yeah. they were all as heavy as the live action unfortunately I think
2: but, I, I liked four of the animated shorts a lot and even the fifth one which was the boy the mole the fox and the horse which felt like every characters spoke in uh, cliched mottos that your grandmother would have embroidered on uh-huh. like a throw pillow but even that one looked beautiful right and on. the other yeah. four I yeah. really enjoyed uh, also I mean it's not going to win but it would be hilarious if My Year of Dicks won Best Short just so someone has to read that My Year
1: of Dicks Yeah, it'd be I'll even win- better if it was your mom <laughs>
2: <laughs> weirdly it's uh, it's about Elvis and Richard Nixon <laughs> 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 um yeah longest show ever longest show ever but actually, we did it we, we did better oh, than the Oscars I was about
1: to say in one, the spirit of the Academy
3: Awards she,
1: okay uh, Julie had a prediction for um uh for the actual best picture winner she had the you know she said the thing about Banshees but this is her actual prediction shit it won't open here we go I did not participate in this podcast
3: <laughs> bingle balls hobo radio is a production of hobotrashcan.com if you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Joel Murphy.
3: And I'm Stephanie Smar.
2: And this is Stephanie Knows Some Shit, where every week we are going to tap into Stephanie's brain and share with you some of the insight that she has about cooking, shopping, Top Chef, all of the things that you want to know.
3: Yeah, we're going to tell some stories, enjoy some time together, and really dive into the things that you might be afraid to Google. We might have the answer. I actually, I'm pretty confident we do.